I think it's immensely important for young people to take themselves out of their narrower worldview that they kind of grow up with and put themselves into a completely different landscape to understand how business can be conducted in different parts of the world. And I think higher education is the foremost driver of this. Welcome to Design Influence. I'm Isabel Swiderski. Social entrepreneurship is a complex undertaking at the best of times. The pandemic and overall volatility of the world has arguably made it exponentially more so in recent years. Yet, in the face of chaos, war, and rampant inequity, young people are stepping forward to take up the challenge. Dr. Drobak, director of the Skoll Center for Social Entrepreneurship, recently declared that social entrepreneurship had gone mainstream and global, and that younger generations are much more deeply connected to the world and to societal challenges. They want careers that allow them to create positive change, he said. In fact, a recent Possibilists Europe report, surveying 791 individuals aged 16 to 35, outlined that young social innovators are not primarily driven by their own employment needs and wishes, but rather by an intrinsic desire to improve the lives of others on a global and local scale. 85% of those surveyed were very strongly motivated to mobilize and empower others in their own age groups for change-making. As social entrepreneurship hits its stride, it continues to offer a viable career path for values-driven millennials and the rising Generation Z entering the workforce, seeking authenticity, transparency, and action on the world's most pressing problems. So what is 2022 like for ambitious young individuals taking the leap into entrepreneurship? And how, where, and when might we help accelerate and support this bias toward action? I recently sat down with Jordan Walken, a sustainability student, social enterprise enthusiast, and the global president of Bridges for Enterprise. The volunteer-led not-for-profit empowers early-stage impact startups from emerging markets through a free six-months incubation program. As he completes his master in Paris this summer, Jordan shared his views on the promise of social entrepreneurship and of those committed to driving change through social innovation. So I'm studying at HEC Paris here in the Sustainability and Social Innovation Program. That's the first thing I'm doing. Um, and then on top of that, I'm helping to run an organization called Bridges for Enterprise, which is a global nonprofit based in the UK um, that provides a free six to eight month incubation program for early stage impact startups in emerging markets to help them become investor ready and to help them scale and reach that next phase of their growth. And we're completely volunteer run. We've got five student-led and professional-led chapters around the world. And it started at the University of Cambridge in 2015, but since expanded to Singapore, New York, Vancouver, and other parts of the world. And now we have a growing global team of over 250 people. So it's a lot of time and management, but uh, definitely something that I really enjoy and have been an integral part of for the past four or five years. It's been a huge part of my life and something that catapulted me into this whole social enterprise and social impact world. And then on top of that, I also support African founders, early stage African founders through Sherpa Ventures. Uh, we're a pre-seed um, VC based in Nairobi. 
with a growing portfolio of primarily B2B um, fintech startups, but across other sectors as well. And I am still supporting a locally based nonprofit in rural Ghana called the Menufeve, um, very near and dear to my heart. Ever since I traveled to Ghana my freshman year of college at NYU, and I got to work with um, a local community on the ground in the Volta region. You're, you're very passionate about and knowledgeable about Africa. Where does that come from? I think growing up, I didn't study it very much. I think we had a pretty standard social science education growing up in a public school. And it wasn't until I got to NYU when I realized that business and the concept of entrepreneurship can be applied so much further outside of my very, very narrow lens that I came into school with. And I was always very curious about entrepreneurship in particular, but more so social entrepreneurship and how um, innovative businesses could be uh, spawned from different parts of the world to drive economic development. I think freshman year, this was the first time I really explored this topic through a class I took um, called Social Entrepreneurship in Ghana. Um, and we got to take a 10-day trip to visit NYU's campus in Accra and then also work with a local NGO on the ground. Um, for me, it was the first time I realized that I wanted to dedicate the rest of college and um, later on to this space in particular. My, my parents at the time didn't know anything about this space and they were advising me against it. And everyone in my family does accounting. Um, so for me to go down this path was a bit atypical, but quickly they realized how passionate I was. And the more I learned about the continent through classes on African politics and economics and such, the more I became excited about the opportunity and the diversity and just the sheer amount of um, entrepreneurial capability that exists on the continent and talent that I think is underutilized, but um, has so much potential to drive economic development and positive social change for people. It's, it strikes me from how you tell the story of, of how you became aware of what you wanted to do, that, that higher education played a large role. And, and right now, as you mentioned, you're, you're involved at SSC with uh, your master's in sustainability and innovation. What do you think the role of higher education is in helping to further the understanding that we have of building social businesses or of the impact, the negative both and positive that business uh, can have in, in different contexts? I was very, very fortunate to attend a university that emphasized global opportunities from the get-go. The moment I stepped on campus, I had the opportunity to spend a good chunk of my college experience overseas, um, which I wholeheartedly took advantage of through my program, my major, and this forever changed my life. I didn't travel much at all outside of the country, let alone within the U.S. growing up, and then to step foot in London, Paris, Shanghai, but more so Ghana and other emerging markets during college was really formative in shaping how I thought about the world, how I thought political systems and economic systems and entrenched historical concepts intertwined with one another to create um, the existing landscape for businesses to operate in these countries. And just the complexities that exist, um, trying to start a business in different parts of the world where regulatory systems are different, um, institutional factors are different. The whole landscape is completely foreign to something that I knew 
um, coming just from just from my Western lens. So I think for me, it was it was higher education that catapulted me into this space. And I'm very, very, very grateful to my professors, my classmates and to, to other people that I got to interact with during college to really push me into this direction. Um, and so much so that I wanted to pursue another degree focused on this area, but in particular, a more sustainability lens, because I do realize that um, the future of the planet is at stake. And, um, you know, Africa and other emerging markets are going to be significantly impacted, more impacted than other parts of the world, um, despite only contributing something like two or three percent of global carbon emissions and being historically the ones who were not emitting at all. So, I just think the climate justice aspect is top of mind as well. And sustainability needs to be at the forefront of all businesses. So I really am excited to dive deeper into this topic now in my master's, but specifically taking what I learned from NYU and applying it with a sustainability lens now more so. So you chose to pursue this next degree in, in a country other than the U.S. What was your thought process there? Are you happy that you made that choice? Yeah, I'm super happy. I think choosing HEC was a wonderful decision, looking back on it, a bit of a spur of the moment decision. I was always planning on pursuing grad school, but I didn't know that it would happen so soon after graduating from NYU. But in retrospect, I think choosing this particular degree with a sustainability and social innovation focus fully fits with my my career interests and I think puts me in a, a better spot to really understand the complexity of sustainability as it's such an evolving space with so much terminology that's difficult to grasp and different things happening in different um, contexts. And also being able to apply the sustainability lens across different industries and different markets as I look at businesses that we support at Bridges for Enterprise and Sherpa Ventures and such, I think is a really valuable toolkit to have going forward. My decision to attend school outside of the, the U.S. is in line with what I mentioned earlier in that I really believe that getting outside of your comfort zone and meeting people from different cultures and different contexts is the best thing you can do as a young person. I think if you really push yourself to feel that discomfort and navigate um, waters that are a bit rockier than what you're used to, it's only going to bring about benefits. I mean, there have been difficulties along the way, but I'm immensely grateful I made the decision to study in a place that doesn't feel so familiar to me and has a bit of a different terrain to it. So coming to France is is wonderful for that. It's a different culture. It's a different language. Although I spent a semester studying in Paris while at NYU and I know a bit of the French language, I'm by no means uh, proficient and I definitely don't know the French culture extremely well at all. So for me, it's really exciting. Every day feels like a new challenge. When I wake up, I'm really motivated to explore and to meet new people coming from different backgrounds. In my program, there's 68 students and 24 nationalities among the 68. So for me, this is a real joy. I get to learn so much from my classmates that I don't think I would have gotten necessarily had I attended school in the States. There's a real intentionality in, in your career path, it seems to me, and, and in the short time that we've known each other. I'm curious, because I know that your role, which is, takes a lot of your time and you're very passionate about at, as global president of Bridges for Enterprise, is something that you do pro bono. How do you think about 
aligning your values with your professional endeavors and where does doing well while doing good fit in for you in your vision of, of how you can have the impact in the world that you want to have? It's a wonderful question. I think for me, I'm almost solely motivated by my mission, my, my North star and the monetary factor for me is um, important, but only to the extent that it can allow me to be financially sustainable, financially stable as an individual. But I don't aspire to um, create exorbitant wealth for myself in any sense. I'm really motivated by trying to stay focused on the goal that at hand and the bigger issues that we're trying to address. I see a lot of peers, for for better or worse, just get um, trapped sometimes graduating university and going into a job that they don't really feel aligns with their values or their or their goals um, or what they really care about in the world, um, no matter what the issue is, whether it's socially impactful or not. Um, it just is an easier path, perhaps, to try and take that corporate job that looks attractive. But then I've tried at every step of the turn to take a step back and reflect, okay, is this really what I want to do? Is this really something that aligns with my my mission to try and alleviate poverty and to improve the lives of others uh, in low-income parts of the world, and also to try and grow the the pie for people who are less fortunate than I than I am. Um, and I think this is something that I have been, you know, actively trying to bring about through different career paths and internships I've taken. So um, I would say that it's not an easy thing for sure. I've just been really fortunate to uh, find opportunities and to kind of take advantage of what exists around me and to seek out things that um, I, I don't think I would have otherwise found had I not been um, kind of looking for it in the first place. So I think getting plugged into the right networks, finding the right professors who you really identify with their research, talking to classmates, talking to alumni, trying to do as much research as you can about the space you're trying to operate in and understanding the the context, especially the historical context that you're trying to, to go in in a space like this uh, is super important. Um, and for me, I've, I've also tried to get involved in different things. So I didn't want to just work in a private sector internship um, at a corporate consulting firm for two straight summers. I really, every summer I took it as an advantage. I took it as an opportunity to try and, um, do something different and unique. So I worked for my local representative in Washington, DC one summer. I worked for a consulting firm in Tel Aviv one summer. I worked for a business development firm in New York one summer, completely different industries. Um, and, and different, different sectors, different landscapes, different parts of the world. But I really feel like it allowed me to see kind of what interested me the most and I guess keep me uh, aligned with, with what I want to kind of do. I, I don't think there's one easy path, but I do think that if you can kind of stay aligned with your North Star and take a step back to reflect on what, what it is you truly care about in the world and what impact you're trying to bring about as a citizen, then I think it will help you become more uh, stable and to find the right opportunities as they come about. 
But by no means does that mean that you shouldn't continue to be seeking out these opportunities and talk to people that are your elders and people that have been involved in this space uh, for a longer period of time so that you can learn from them and understand what exists um, so you can find the right role, role for you. We're getting a sense of, of how much you're working in all the different activities or some of the activities that you're involved in. Are you exhausted? It's definitely tiring, but I always think back to some experiences I had in Ghana and other parts of the world. And I remember uh, we tried very, <laughs> it was a very, very difficult process, but we tried to emulate women who were carrying a bucket of of water on their head as they took a two mile journey from the village where we were working with the NGO when we were there to the the, the well, which was like two miles away, um, back and forth twice per day. So they did um, eight miles uh, each day. It's really backbreaking work when you think about it and the amount of time they spend just to collect water that can be drinkable for them and their family. Um, I think that's that's tiring. Um, that's, that's arduous work for me doing the work that I do doesn't feel like it's, it's really that exhausting and tiring at the end of the day when I'm so passionate about it. I'm so uh, motivated to do these types of things because I really can see the genuine impact it's having on other people, not only the entrepreneurs that I think we're trying to support, but also the students, um, that are involved with Bridges for Enterprise, because I think many of them have changed their career path and I think have opened up their mind to what the social impact space has to offer and become more active citizens and more globally minded citizens. Um, whether or not they've taken a job in the social impact space or not, they've become more um, interested and engaged. So I'm, I'm motivated by the work that I do because of the experiences I've had. And, and, and no, I don't think it's exhausting when you're doing something that's really fun and enjoyable at the end of the day. Well, I'm glad to, to hear that. You operate in, in a global context and you support entrepreneurs that work and, and live in contexts that are not firsthand a part of your lived experience. How do you adapt to that? And is there a time where you made a mistake that taught you a lot about understanding your own positionality as, as someone uh, working in communities that are not necessarily your own? That's a great question. I think it's taking me a second to answer, to try and find a particular case. For me, I always come from it. I, I always approach this particular issue. Any time I'm interfacing with an entrepreneur from a different context as, as my own um, or, or what have you, by just coming at it from a point of, a point of learning, a point of empathy as well, trying to take myself out of it. I'm always the least important person in the room. And if I can understand a little bit more about the person I'm speaking with and just be able to empathize a bit with their life experience and what business they're trying to create and the change they're trying to bring about through that business, I think it always resonates well with, uh, with the person I'm speaking with. I, I can't say from per firsthand experience, I know what it's like to try and run a successful renewable energy startup in Kenya and to try and serve 
underserved community members by providing solar lanterns in, in, in Uganda? No, I haven't done that myself. But I do think that I have had the privilege of, of speaking to uh, a number of entrepreneurs um, who are trying to do something similar. And I think through those experiences have gained a sense of empathy and um, awareness about these particular challenges that businesses are facing. And they're not all the same, but you can kind of contrast and compare them. And I think it makes you a stronger person to be able to resonate with whatever solution uh, the entrepreneur is trying to to create. I will say that it's not easy. I've had to justify my place in this space. I've had to um, come to grips with the fact, I mean, that I'm I'm not African. I'm not from the continent. I'm very aware of my of my space here. And my role is really to empower and to be an enabler of their success. I, I think at Bridges for Enterprise, we're actively going against this volunteerism nature where a lot of times people from the West come and fly into different parts of the world thinking that they may have solutions to particular challenges that communities face. And that's somewhat of what we tried to do at uh, NYU in the original class I took in Ghana. And I, I mean, to me, I learned a lesson that, I mean, it's not always, I, of course, it's usually not the right solution. Um, you have to really put trust and faith and empowerment in the people that are living the day-to-day -day reality of what they're trying to solve. They're the people's, people that are impacted by whatever issue they're trying to, to address. And, you know, you need to take yourself out of it. You may be looking at an issue from a different context, but you just need to try and use whatever skill set and research base you have to try and improve uh, the way they think about issues and solve issues themselves for their own purposes. That's what we're trying to do at Bridges for Enterprise. We operate virtually. We do things light touch because we know entrepreneurs are extremely busy and we don't come at it from a place of knowing that we have all the answers because we don't. We're students primarily and learning about topics at the same time as the entrepreneurs are, um, but for the first time. And we don't have those same lived experiences that they do. So it's important to recognize our biases and our faults whenever we go into these, these conversations, um, myself included. And I think recognizing that and being aware of it is the first step to trying, trying to become a more active uh, and engaged person when operating in, in a space that seems foreign. You have a real clear sense of, really clear sense of your North Star and you work closely with students, as you, as you mentioned. What do you think is needed, let's say, from younger people in this moment to accelerate this movement of, of impact entrepreneurship and social justice, climate justice? It's a big question, maybe. Yeah, that's a big question. Um, it's a really important question, though. I think I hesitate to have one answer that is a catch-all answer for everyone or something that I think can be a solution that can apply to different people in different parts of the world in different contexts, because there is no one-size-fits-all solution. I think the solution that's best for each individual is to find something that really motivates them and excites them to try and drive change. And if it so is related to the climate 
crisis that we're all living in, I think that that's, that's incredible and they should try and pursue that. But the reality is not everyone has the bandwidth, the economic uh, circumstances, the, I don't know, social circumstances, educational circumstances to be able to try and dedicate their career or the next internship to this space. Um, that's the reality. Um, and I don't fault people for choosing a different industry to go into or do something different. It's just from, from my perspective, I think the best advice is to try and find a topic that motivates and excites you. And then to try and create some type of impact or change related to it. It doesn't need to be your internship, your job, your career for the next 40 years. It could be a volunteer activity. It could be a class you take on Coursera. It could be a person you reach out to once a month on LinkedIn just for a coffee chat. I don't know. I mean, there's many ways you could try and delve deeper into these topics and, and create change in your own small way. We don't have to be, we don't all have to be the next Salman Khan and create Khan Academy and do something incredibly meaningful um, that society deems as, as being incredibly meaningful. But, you know, we're all change makers if we adopt a mindset that we can do little things that ultimately add up to, add up to making a difference in our own way. That's really interesting because it feels to me, and it always has felt for me personally, that we have this sort of artificial separation between regular businesses and impact businesses. And, and it seems to me it, it's partly because in, in some ways business lost its way from really being designed to serve people and improve lives to maximizing, you know, shareholder wealth. Um, but it doesn't, it sounds like in, in one way you see it as being separate and, and in another, you see it as being integral to how one might live their life. Can we operate in, in the same way as you've been saying, which, you know, maybe I can work in a certain corporation, but would bring to it that, that sensibility, that drive, that North Star that you've been talking about? I really do want to inspire and get people to think more critically about supporting businesses that have a real intention behind their actions and a real commitment to driving change beyond just making profits and beyond just serving shareholder interests. I think if you find these businesses and you're able to support them, then you should at every, at every turn. Um, but, you know, while also realizing that the world we live in today is not made up of these businesses, uh, it's still a small segment of society, uh, these impact startups and impact businesses. I don't know if that makes sense. Absolutely, it does. And, and I think certainly from, from my perspective, um, that's where higher education and entrepreneurial support programs as well uh, come into play. Because if you're designing a business with the, those that intentionality, I think we have a potential really of creating more thriving social enterprises, impact enterprises moving forward. I think intentionality has been a thread that's carried through um, our conversation uh, you know, aside from that that intention and, and sort of being able to move through the world with a clear sense of what your North Star is, what also gives you hope from what you see around you, separate from, from the drive and the impact that you personally can have in the world? What are you seeing out there that gives you hope? I just look at the trends. I look at the amount of capital that's going into Africa relative to where it was 5, 10, 15 years ago. It's remarkable. Um, I see a lot of 
new excitement around venture capital in just one asset class. Not all businesses are suitable for venture capital, of course. But just if you look at this one asset class, it's remarkable the amount of growth that's occurred in the last five years. I mean, it still accounts for like two or three percent of all VC funding globally, but it's the fastest growing market regionally, and it's continuing to drive impact for people on the ground, whether it's fintech businesses getting funded or agriculture businesses getting funded or education or health, etc. I just think there's a lot of really exciting innovations happening on the continent that are driving real change for low-income consumers who would otherwise not have had access to products and services to improve their life. And that's, I think, a a, a real testament to how global investors have tried to yeah, diversify their portfolio and look to the innovations that are happening outside of Silicon Valley and realize that there's so much entrepreneurial capability and talent that can be catalyzed in these markets. Africa in particular is really exciting. And the businesses that are popping up every day I see is just mind-blowing what they're able to do. I mean, M-Pesa in, in Nairobi is always the case study that people cite as an example of an innovation for how it can drive financial inclusion, but it's it goes so much farther beyond that. It really is inspiring to think about all these businesses that are catalyzing real change. And then in my in my daily work, just interactions with people at Bridges for Enterprise, um, I'm inspired by the amount of commitment and, and, and motivation people have to volunteer their time outside of their busy day-to-day job or studies to commit themselves to being involved in an organization that doesn't pay them anything, but was backed by a mission that inspires them. Jordan Walken is a sustainability student, social enterprise enthusiast, and the global president of Bridges for Enterprise. He is currently based in Paris, France. Design Influence is brought to you by the Protagonist Network, a community of global impact-driven entrepreneurs learning and growing together. To build the new economy, they're using design-led trainings and tools and innovating cross-borders. For details on programming, head to protagonistnetwork.com.